Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to kind of do things a little bit differently and kind of go back to like the 25, 30 minutes uh, high level uh, mini sewed type of idea. Um, and I got this idea from basically listening to other podcasts where, you know, they have like the long form, long winded one to two hour long episodes, but they also have like these quick mini episodes for things that may have come up um, after the fact or um, answering questions and, and just kind of putting in stuff that doesn't really necessarily make it into the recaps or the interviews. So here to help me with my first one um, is Tyler. Tyler, thanks for hopping on, man. And um, I'm sure you need no introduction, but just in case, why don't you just go ahead and let us know what team you are from and, and how we know you. Hey, I am Tyler Greer. I play for Heat in the West region. And I also help run the Dodgeball Tribune, basically the owner of the Dodgeball Tribune. And that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, so no, no stranger to Dodgeball, I would, I would hope at this point, um, considering all that you've done. And it's funny because like the, the one thing I keep forgetting, um, and I just realized as I was typing out my notes, is like the, the irony is I, I think you're, I'm pretty sure your Tribune, uh, the, the first tournament that happened last February of last year, inspired me or sent me down this crazy rabbit hole of recaps um when i started the whole podcast my intent was just to do interviews and that was it but uh when we when we recapped the event it just showed that there was an audience for it people wanted to to hear about their their deeds for lack of better words and um you know here i am just recapping as much as i could so um thanks a lot for that and yeah thank you for all that you do and just being another um content producer but the reason why I reached out to you is because, um, you know, you obviously with the Tribune, you seem to have a pretty, pretty well, well-rounded knowledge of what's going on with the community. And so I kind of want to just kind of go over your, your pre-cap uh, for those of us that are traveling to the West Division um, this weekend. Um, but before we get into that, um, I do want to go ahead and just kind of review some of the, I guess, like the housekeeping. I'm not sure what section I'll call this, but this is basically if I did recap or an episode and people hit me up after the fact saying, if it's like fact checking or trying to give me more information about something that was mentioned, um, I want to be able to air that. So the first point um, that I wanted to address was uh, in the North round three recap, we were talking about a team called the uh, the Hasbins, and uh, the, the topic was basically that they had done really well for that team name. And for me, I was, I was trying to figure out if it was just like a play on words or if they're just giving themselves like a, like a, a funny team name, but they're still a good team. Uh, because they ended up taking out Kaiju, which I mean, it's no no small small, small feat there. And uh, Sam Hutter, hopefully I'm saying your name right, man. Uh, he reached out to me and said pretty much just that. He just wanted he said I just wanted to clarify, uh, Grant's in your comments. Our name is not a pass about our skills. Italy, most of us came from NCDA in college, so it was a play on being out of the NCDA. Thank you, Sam, for helping clarify that. Tyler Alcantara from the. Uh, from the east so this whole uh tyler ham pork roll debate he said that i should ask um what is what is it whether it's wawa or sheets um hopefully if somebody's from the east coast is listening to this one they can kind of help out with that one but i i wanted to ask that one and just kind of make a mental note to ask the uh the east players moving forward in the recaps and then uh the other one was i made a comment about sergio's inventive play definition and basically what he meant by that was that um, the the team that they were playing with, uh, they just basically got really creative. So um, there, there's just a lot more like uh, flight kills and uh, I guess just stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see in conventional dodgeball. So um, I appreciated the opportunity to kind of clarify that because that did kind of throw me off, Sergio. And then um, there's a couple more and then we'll get to you, Tyler. Sorry. But, um, no worries. 
Tuan, uh, Tuan Legret. Do you know that name? A little bit. Okay, so Just barely. So we were talking in the South recap with Open with uh, with Vaughn and Kelly and all them talking about Fortune, how they're a team that you don't really want to sleep on, how they don't necessarily have like this imposing um, like team presence, but hot dang, are they really good? And one of the players that was the point of the of the, the focus, I guess, was was Tuan Legret. So huge thank you, Whitney Pittman, for for um, posting that like within five minutes of even going uh, on air with this. So. Thank you so much for that. And also, Sergio, I know you're about to correct me as well. And um, speaking of also, Sergio, thank you so much for doing the timestamps. So, uh, Tyler, we're kind of joking about how, you know, we're going to take our hour and a half to two hour long conversations and try to consolidate them to 30 minutes for those of us that have, you know, hard attention, um, like, you know, have a really bad attention span or just want the the, the quick and dirty. So um, by by putting timestamps and letting people know where, where in the conversation and what Beans uh, talked about, it's really helpful. And then last but not least, uh, I've been saving this one for a while. Uh, Kaylin Anderson does, in fact, play dodgeball. She uh, she approached me um, after one of our end-of-season tournaments uh, a couple months ago. Not angry, but just in a playful way, just kind of scolded me for saying, how dare you say that I don't play anymore. Um, obviously, she had a kid. She got married, so she was out of it for a little bit. But um, knock on wood, we'll actually see her at Elite uh, this weekend. So I think that's pretty much all I have for that portion. Um this is for those of you that are listening. I mean, if I if we release an episode, whether it's a recap or an interview, and there's something that uh, you want to correct me on, or you just want to expand upon, uh, please by all means uh, continue to feed me this information because I now I found an outlet for it. So that all being said, um, speaking of outlets, uh, so you just dropped the uh, the West uh, Round Three precap article. Is that correct, Tyler? Is that what we're looking at? That is correct. Yeah, just today. Awesome. And um, so I got it pulled up right now, and um, First of all, uh, I do want to say thank you uh, so much, uh, kind of echoing your comment uh, to Rolina Thomason for creating the standings. So having that Google Sheet with all the uh, the brackets and the seeds and the points and all this good stuff was really helpful for for the recaps. And speaking of man, like I I live by your recaps. So or your pre- any article that you release, um, I usually will have that pulled up when I'm talking to the panelists. So it's a it's a huge help, um, and I think this content just helps. Um, bring on more content so um i want to say like what inspired you to to produce this article are you just you just have some thoughts on on the west overall as we're wrapping up the season or or what was your mentality behind this yeah i was just basically uh basically given everyone uh, you know for us nerds you know we know kind of <laughs> what's going on in each region but for the other people you know they're not going to do the research or different things like that not going to look up the standings and they're not going to know okay, where do I need to actually finish? Where does another team need to finish in order for me to get in? You know, for example, Dynasty in the North, you know, had a really poor showing in round one and round two, but they, uh, you know, obviously they needed a big round three uh, and they got that with getting, uh, I think it was second place, um, but they need those 10 points pushed them into the top four. And so kind of being able to just write about different, you know, in that article say, you know, dynasty is is a sleeper to still make it in the top four even though they were sitting be- prior to that at with five points and they were not looking good to make it to the top four and they made it anyways so you know just kind of that mentality of um just informing people and and uh that way you know at this next round in las vegas you know people will be able to like okay uh you know if uh if heat can sit there and and win the region or at least get to the to the championship 
and Crisis uh, maybe doesn't or, or even falls within the quarterfinals, then, you know, Heat will end up being the, the champion or if Rise, you know, will win the series, you know, stuff like that. So just being able to inform people and realize, okay, we're only three points behind and different things like that. That was the goal and, and uh, just updating on everyone where we're at. Because I haven't done – that's the biggest thing is I haven't done a lot of my uh, recaps <laughs> recaps this uh, season – and uh, just been busy as well as uh, a little burnt out. So yeah. it's hard when, when you're the only one doing it. Uh, you know, you really need a lot of self-motivation. And in particular, uh, Sean Wheeler kind of, you know, nudged me and pushed me. He's like, dude, just do it. Just, uh, you know, put out some more <laughs> some more precaps or whatever. So it's kind of what I did. And, and uh, yeah. Well, thank and you, Sean. Helped, it definitely helped having Relina's, uh standings and they look really good they're really uh you know well put together so she knows definitely how to do her excel sheets and and even you know putting in the brackets and stuff like that as not always easy so yeah that's the thing man it's like there's so many people in this dodgeball community that are willing to help out and, and produce content or just assist with certain things that um you know like for example relina being really good at spreadsheets uh joe Quella with his crazy uh scoring bracketing system um, that's the kind of stuff that, that motivates me to continue doing what I do. Like there, when I, when I saw that elite, uh, South and, and, uh, East were on the same weekend, I was like, Oh, freaking A, man, <laughs> it's going to be a long, long couple days. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's worth it when I start talking dodgeball to people and I see that they consume this stuff and they, they look forward to it. So, um, yeah. and to, to echo Sean, man, just, just keep doing it. Um, yeah, I think you'd be surprised how many people love this stuff. And yeah, you, you do have some articles and threads that kind of go a little further than what we would initially want. But um, it's it's a community full of people. You're going to have opinions. Um, you're not going to make everybody happy, but somebody might be reading yeah. this stuff that has nothing to do with dodgeball. And you never know if that could be a potential sponsor, if that could be somebody that wants to bring a team next year. You just have no idea what the reach is. So you said something interesting, though, about a big three. So who who needs a big three uh, or who needs a big round three this for this this uh, this tournament for the West? Well, I mean, uh, it's it's pretty wide open as far as who's going to win the series. I mean, Crisis has the three point lead on Heat and Rise. Uh, Heat and Crisis have been the only two teams that have won a round for oh, talking open eight point five. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's definitely. I mean, because of the the changes each round round one and round two that really leaves it open for a lot of these teams to still make it in the top four because the point total is so different you know uh there was a big difference in the south with outsiders because they you know had 24 um 24 points going into round three and so it really didn't leave a lot of room for other teams um to kind of jump in and stuff like that and so uh in the West, you know, a lot of teams can still get knocked out. Rainbows can get knocked out of the, the top four, even Rise and Heat. Uh, Crisis, I think, probably has, uh, you know, I don't see I don't see how Crisis cannot make it into the top four just with 19 points. It would have to be I, a crazy day. Yeah, I mean, they've got eight-point lead on Fortune, and apparently just found out that uh, Fortune is not going to be at round three. Um, oh, okay, so that's what Alan meant by 444 uh, four, four is not coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we just found out that. Don't have any re uh, reason why uh, yet, but I assume it's probably just lack of personnel and uh, not wanting to put together, you know, a team with three Fortune members and then three fill-ins. So, uh, gotta assume that's 
that's part of the deal. So hmm. Fortune's definitely not going to get into the top four now. And, uh, you know, Havoc Headhunters sit here with eight points. So they can they can easily get in. They're just going to have to have a really good round. Uh, and they're going to have to knock out Rainbows. You know, a lot of it's just luck. You know, a lot of it is luck of the draw, luck of, um, you know, how you do in, in round robin and, uh, you know, um, setting up those brackets, those elimination brackets, especially with single elimination you know, you're just going to be a lot of luck involved. And then um, the one thing that I mentioned, but I'd, I'd, when I originally created the article, I'd completely forgot that Anarchy from the East is going to be here. And they're almost for sure going to knock out, you know, one of Ra- either Rainbow's Rise, Heat, or Crisis. Uh, they can knock out, they obviously have the firepower to do it. And I'm almost betting that they'll knock out one of those four um, prior to the championship, prior to the semifinals. And uh, so they're going to shake it up for sure. And uh, I really have no idea who's going to end up finishing in the top four. So, yeah, that's, they're, they're definitely going to be throwing in a, I won't say they're like they're the wild card, but I mean, that, that's a, that's a tough team. I mean, what they took second during round one, I think, right. For open. Uh, yeah, they, well, they blew in, in the East you're talking about. No, for for West when they came down. Oh yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. Last the rest year. Round, okay. round three. Uh, yeah, they sat there and and really put Doom. Uh, Doom was on their you know on the back of their heels, and uh, Doom had to really pull it out to even win that championship. So uh, they are no team to slouch on. Uh, sure. Clearly. So. Yeah, and I mean, I have to double check, but uh, do you know if if Mikey is healed? Like, is he is he full back to full strength? Uh, I've heard that he is. I haven't heard from him specifically, but I have heard from others that he is okay. I know that he uh, he didn't end up he ended up getting hurt at round three for the East, or at least I think it was prior minor, to playing basketball or hurt. something. Yeah, yeah, and so he ended up not playing uh, in the in the elimination bracket for the West for the East round three. So, but I think he's playing. I know he's flying here. Um, and I assume he's got to be at probably at least maybe 80% or above. So otherwise, why would he come out? So Yeah, why would you spend all that money to come down just to cheer your team on? I mean, I, unless, you're, unless you support your team that much. But uh, I yeah. feel like they probably have uh, not a lot to prove. But I think they're a little upset with how they performed in East, and they, they're probably going to take it out on, on us in the West. But speaking yeah. of, of health and injury, um, so Ketchum is wasn't there uh, due to – I don't know. I forget what it's called, but he – as we all know, he collapsed. Yeah, it was almost kidney failure, failure or something. He had his kidneys were failing him. So, yeah, that that's something that you don't just uh, you know, just pop up and walk away from. So, thankfully, he took the time off to tell himself recover, and um, that's just going to add more firepower and devastation to crisis. So that's going to be interesting. And then, um, let's see. I think Tim his broken hand. I, Tim you know, had a broken hand, but he still played round two. He was making a lot of catches. It was he was. I mean, it was unbelievable, actually. I was just like, dude, Tim is just a beast. He's just so good. Um, to f- the fact that he was there round two, and I mean, he led his team in catches. Uh, he obviously wasn't playing the right corner because he couldn't hold it with his broken right hand, um, hold the ball. But he was unbelievable, and he was throwing left-handed, and he was throwing pretty hard. And I mean, he was throwing more catches, obviously, because he's throwing left-handed. But uh, he was unbelievable. So I'm, I'm, I know he's back probably close to a hundred percent for round three. So that's a huge thing. I'll actually end up being out for heat uh, for round three. I'm, 
I ended up breaking my leg in a stupid uh, adult men's softball slide Man. into the dirt, pummeled over, foot stuck, and uh, broke my leg, so I will not be there. Um, but uh, I know Heat will be uh, ready for the challenge. And, and we didn't have Dylan Clark at round two. Um, we were playing him down as well as Randy down. Isn't that why and, you guys uh, did so well, though? Because they weren't there to screw it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they were our MVPs. Yeah, uh, they so. did. They did the the cool. You know, they they did the right thing by just saying, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna just wear you guys down, so we'll remove ourselves." So very honorable and noble. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, I played with Rise the last two years, played with Heat, um, and it's just it's so imperative as you saw in round two. Heat or sorry, Rise wasn't what they were you know what we've known them to be because of an injury and because they don't carry a seventh player and it's just so important i think it, it it's like such a weird tough balance because you need those extra players when injuries do come up yep. or when people miss and at the same time you know round two for us uh for heat we didn't have any rotating going on which really helped us just be in sync the entire day entire two days and which I definitely think played a role in us winning every single division that we played. And we got first in every division. And, it, it, you know, the fact that we weren't rotating definitely had a part to play in it. Um, you know, obviously we played well enough, but, you know, the injuries and, and, and having those extra roster spots are, you know, it's a, just a really tough balance. And, and I don't know how you do that because, you know, you need – you need that continuity within the team and yet you still need extra players when injuries undoubtedly will come up. So, yeah, it's, I agree. It, it's a tough, it's a tough decision. Do we want to run that risk and, and continue to play while we're on, or do we want to have a, somebody rotate out? And cause once you have six people that are just in full sync and are aligned, you don't want to disrupt that. You don't want to you know, d uh, disrupt the hot hand, so to speak. Yeah. So, but then if one of them goes down, you're, you're screwed. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's a it's a tough call to make, and I think the better teams, the better players understand. Hey, you six are are on fire. I'm just gonna step out, and not even, not even be upset. Yeah, not even guys... rotate back in, and exactly. that's that's really we saw that the last uh, year year and a half with Doom, where that when they started adding more players to their team, like Frank and stuff like that. You know, they would stick with the hot hand. They would not rotate. You know, especially in play. I mean, they would rotate in round robin, but once it got to playoffs, uh, you know, if if it certain six were just on fire you know they would not change that at all they would run with that same six and whoever was sitting out would sit out the entire series and and the next series and and a lot of times they wouldn't play you know whoever was sitting out wouldn't end up playing the entire playoffs just because you know the goal is to be a team player and the goal is to win and and that's what was working and so you know yeah and it just because you didn't you weren't standing in the court with them when they won the finals, you know, does not take away your contribution no, it doesn't. at all. It doesn't. So people just need to understand that. And the better teams do, the better team players do. Um, the ones that are, I want to be on this lineup and to the detriment of the team, the, those are the guys that, you know, you just, they got to figure it out on themselves, I guess. But um, I think that we had one more major injury to cover. Not that I really want to stick on this, but Brenda Kramer hit me up earlier. She said, I think the year of, or the theme of this year is no longer year of the catch it's the year of the injury because people are just getting injured left and right unfortunately and yeah. uh, so she's yeah, got Brenda one broke her uh i don't know what it was finger pinky ring finger 
something like that. Yeah, one of the fingers. I don't even know if she's going to play, but she, I mean, I've been seeing her updates on Instagram and she's a freaking stud for still, you know, she's still working out, still running her CrossFit, whatever. Still, um, yeah, still, and still that's a, and so, you know, if we want to move on to the women's division, you know, if Brenda is not able to play, she's been a huge, I, I, I haven't been able to watch entirely, uh, but I have been able to watch certain games, certain matches of finesse. And Brenda's been uh, pretty much their left corner, I think. Or, you know, she's been a corner a majority of the time for finesse. And she's, you know, um, getting down. This is kind of jumping ahead. But she's one of my predictions of being an all-star. Uh, she's been unbelievable this year. She came from Money Shot. Um, and, uh, you know, if she's not able to go, I think that definitely hurts finesse a lot. Um, they still have a load of talent. Yeah, pick anybody um, on this team. Like, jeez. Yeah, but Brenda's huge, and she's a she's a team player, and she's just she makes actually she the biggest thing I think for her is she's one of the most clutch players in all of dodgeball. Uh, she's really started to, you know, she plays very well in championship matches. Um, yeah, she's just someone you really want in there uh, when the game's on the line, and so if she's not able to go, that's going to hurt finesse for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I know it'll it'll change their dynamic. I wouldn't say it would hurt them. Uh, maybe on a emotional, like, hey, we don't have Brenda here with us, but that might make him play even harder. So I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I, I'm not counting them out. Oh no yeah. way. They're they're very extremely formidable. I wrote in there, you know, I mean, the fact that they have, I mean, every single girl, I'm pretty sure all seven girls are ranked uh in the top 30 for in the entire country for no sting at least based off last year um and they're all just amazing players they gel perfectly and unfortunately because i was so busy i was never able to really do a just a an article on them and them kind of forming and i know it wasn't a, a great thing they ended up it wasn't they didn't really break up two teams but um they kind of those teams decided to basically disband and and basically the best players from each of those teams, you know, formed finesse, helped to form finesse. And, uh, you know, they're just really good. And, you know, they're, they're winning right out of the gate. They've won every, you know, they've almost won every single tournament they've been in. Um, I think they went to the, one of, uh, Kelly's women's classic and, and won that too point point wise. And they're just, they're awesome. And they, and they, they uh, have the best collection of talent, um, you know, in dodgeball, really. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just. So I, I would make this. I don't know if I made the comment, but I definitely would think about you know when you have a team like, okay, it's Doom and Rise again, or it's Invasion and Pop That again. You're just like you think about you imagine okay, what kind of team is going to come in here and disrupt this and just just stop this same routine two teams two teams vying for the comp for the for the championship and then boom here's the answer it's it's a team like finesse where they're just like i don't say they come out of nowhere because if, if you go back and look at some of the teams and then and who um who played on which team you can kind of see the evolution i guess but then boom finished product would be finesse as one of them crisis being the, the answer for for open potentially and you're just like my god it, it gets worse like there, there's and eventually you know we'll be talking about how there's a team out there that's going to beat finesse and that makes me wonder, like, what does that team look like? So, I mean, it's it's good to see that the talent hasn't stagnated. Um, there's still an answer to 
teams like Doom, teams like uh, Invasion and Pop That, and uh, and I'm obviously just speaking from the West perspective. I know that the other regions have their other not issues, but their other teams like Outsiders. We're talking about plateauing in the previous episode, so it's just uh, dodgeball is just continuing to to evolve, and uh, players are just getting more and more scary, and and the talent is just getting incredible. So, which um, I mean. It's it sucks, and this isn't a dig on on anyone by any means, but it sucks that women's is going to be in a different uh, gym this round. Like I, I'm so bummed that I'm going to miss uh, the opportunity to watch how that unfolds. You know, you're looking yeah. at you're looking at this battle. It's between potentially, um, you know, finesse uh, invasion yeah. and, and unless um, something crazy happens, finesse is definitely going to be the serious champion just with a six point lead on invasion, and invasion and pop that boot. Invasion got, you know, second in round one and finished, I think, third or fourth in round uh, let me double check that. Uh, third, let's see here. Yeah, third at round two, and then pop that was um, second at round two. Uh, so they're tied. Um, so that won't really matter too much. But the one thing that does matter for Invasion is, um, you know, Joanna Munoz, she, again, another injury. She hurt her, uh, was it pinky or... Broke her, not her, broke her pinky or something like that. Had surgery, had some pins in there or something. Uh, and I don't know if she'll, I doubt it. Um, I, well, I don't know. Who knows? You never know with pinkies because pinkies, even though they're broken, you can still tape them up and stuff like that. So she might play. Um, I haven't talked to her to know that for sure. But uh, if she doesn't, or even just being handicapped a little bit with that finger, you know, she's a big part of Invasion. She's been more of a corner for them um recently um and she's just she's really smart she's one of the smartest players in the game and so um that's going to be a little hit to invasion but relina has upped her game this this uh this season for sure i mean she's always been really good but this year she's been really uh phenomenal uh she's another one of my predictions of you know of my limited and i will say i have a limited knowledge of the women's uh divisions but she's definitely one of my picks of uh, being up there most of i mean and and just a disclaimer but most of my picks for all-stars you know there's a reason why you know the top four teams have top four or top five teams have at least one prediction of being an all-star it's just you know when you're a top four team you know you have specific players that have really carried their weight carried the team's weight and that's why they deserve an all-star nod you know yeah. and i just don't think you know if a team is below if a team is not in the top four, I just don't really think that they should have an all-star um, unless it's something, some crazy things have happened throughout the series, series, but you know, I don't know. That's just how I, I view things and people might view things differently, but at least for all-star predictions, that's where I go. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair to say. I mean, it's also a lot of visibility too. Like if you're getting knocked out immediately, you're, you're just not going to get noticed and, yeah perfectly well said yeah and that's just that just sucks um yeah because there's there's plenty of great players in, in dodgeball that aren't in the top four um you know and they could they could you know have an argument for being an all-star but it's just sorry like your team in general is not putting you in position to really be seen like you said visibility and unfortunately we don't get to see how clutch are they in the playoffs and 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 what you know how many catches is Ryan Haley having for Raiders or, you know, when, when you're not there or how, how great is Glenn Spacer, who's been an all-star in the North for every single year, 
now that he's in the West with thieves and Masari thieves, but you haven't really shown to be that great in 8.5. And if that's what we're deciding all stars on is based off 8.5, then it's like, dang, Glenn, Glenn is going to miss out this first year. He's not even, you know, prediction of mine, but he's always a perennial all-star, you know? So yeah. It so is it plays out that way? Is it the team's responsibility to, to make the player shine so that they can become an all-star you think? Or is that, that is that just the situation we're in right now with, with the limited, so we're talking about like how, yeah, it's exciting that we have somebody that's willing to take care of like stats and brackets. Uh, we'll get videos sometimes, but we don't have like a like an external committee that will watch every single game from every single team. Yeah, no, and and the way the voting has always gone is I think the uh, the team gets one or two, or the team just sends in either the team or the captain sends in their uh, picks for all star, and they're not allowed to choose someone from their own team. I'm pretty sure that's how it's gone in the past. And so, you know, who knows, who knows how it goes, but there's like that little voting system. All right. And um, we'll just see. I mean, I know teams are going to uh, have possible cert- teams or captains are going to have agendas of who they're going to choose in the all-stars. But I know for the West, we've always every year, I think they've gotten it right uh, as far as the voting for the most part. And uh, I don't see that to change. You know, I think people will, ultimately vote the right people in for the all-star game i hope so we'll, well see though but even then though like andrew wasn't there round two um you know and he's one of my picks for all-stars obviously because he's andrew ketchup he's yeah like there's it's, it's a given but it's a, but it's like he didn't go to round two and if he if he were for some reason to miss round three then there then there's a real argument that no he's not an all-star when you only show up to round one you know but i'm sure he'll be there round three and and he'll easily make his case for being an all-star again because he should be yeah i just like i said with the the talent still evolving the sports still evolving i mean two years ago we weren't even talking all-stars on a podcast with an article to back it up um i think the all-star system is uh, just in general um this is just my my opinion it's getting there it's it's not it's not the best but it's definitely better than nothing and i think it's we'll, we'll get there i mean shoot we and just yeah, and it's fun, and it's exciting to watch, and it's exciting to root on your region, yep. um, you know. So yeah, as long as, as long as the coach is not choosing their son or daughter to be the all star, like I think that's <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it could always get worse. But um, well, let's go ahead and start wrapping this up because, like I said, I, I'm trying really hard to, to stick within you know a couple you know thirty to forty minute mark, forty to minute mark. Um, I already said twenty, but it broke that. But um, let's just let's just review real quick. So your top four for the open, um, who are they? So I, it's hard because I, I want to be biased and I want to sit there and say that he is going to win. But with a three-point lead for Crisis, I, I got to sit there and say Crisis is probably going to take the series. Uh, and I think Heat will finish second. Uh, I, I mean, really, I think the top four is going to remain the same as it is currently. So I have Crisis one, Heat two, Rise three, Rain Bros four. Uh, and like I said, Anarchy can mess this whole thing up. Um, you know, but with Fortune not making it now, you put a six-point differential between Rainbows and uh, the next person. Next team would be Havoc. So I think those four are going to stay. Gotcha. And I'm sticking sticking to it. If you were <laughs> seated last, if you were terrible, if you guys did not sweep the entire thing last round, I would say, yeah, you're a little biased. But uh, I think you've got the, <laughs> yeah, I think you've got the the performance to to back it up. Um, yeah. How about women's? So women's, like I said. So I'm sure I'll probably get some messages from some angry women 
that don't like me or whatever, but I think uh, Finesse is going to take the series. Obviously, they've got that six-point lead. I don't see that changing at all. Uh, I I think Invasion, um, you know, for the most part, has proven that they're better than Prop That, Pop That, but uh, Pop That, again, I, and I mentioned in there, they haven't played at full strength the entire season, and so I don't know if they're going to play it in round three, but I still got to sit there going Invasion 2, Pop that's gonna uh, gonna be in third, and I think Witness is gonna hold on to the fourth spot just because they just have a, too much talent to not finish in top four. So, gotcha. Yeah, and I'm sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think it goes both ways. I think people will will give you a hard time, male or female. So, um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you know what? Like, I've gotten crap before in the Dodgeball Tribune, and I have to sit there and keep on like the first thing you do when you click on the uh, or if you if you click on the dodgeball tribune just like the main page on the medium the first thing that comes up at the very top um the very black dodgeball tribune little square if you put if you click that and you look at the main thing it's going to sit there and say right under the dodgeball tribune it says opinion based opinion based <laughs> articles it's opinion based there's no facts because it's sports i mean i mean i can sit there and talk about all the facts of the points at where they're at but come on Oh, opinion everyone has their own opinion and people i think forget that with me and like doing this and they get all mad and they want me to talk about facts especially when the player rankings come out and it's like guys we all know player rankings have always been about opinions so yep. leave it at that but we'll get there man i mean like i said people that want um if they want to see things if they want to see things differently then they can contribute i mean you you've always been i mean you let me guess right an article or two i know i owe you a couple more probably in the postseason so it's not like it's uh you're definitely not my way or the highway you're just uh yeah you're just a pioneer right now so um well i actually copped out um i i'm not going to give my predictions uh so i asked her joe to do it for me uh oh, yeah. so for open he's saying crisis heat fortune and rainbows but since fortune's not going to be there i would yeah. guess rainbows and then um this is where my bias kind of comes in and I, I hope my guys forgive me um i would honestly put have havoc over headhunters because um wait, 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 but you're forgetting rise nah i'm not i'm not counting them i'm, I'm just going wow. off of what sergio said wow sergio <laughs> you're kidding me right rise is going to finish out of the top four that is awful prediction maybe he forgot there <laughs> okay well actually all right i'm gonna help you out Come sir on. joe crisis heat rise and then rainbows yeah i'm sorry like how yeah. do you not have rise in there <laughs> yeah and the only reason i was going to count headhunters out was because uh unfortunately we're not gonna have izzy um that kid is a huge asset to our team and unless we can kind of we we have to be mentally on um anybody that knows us knows this team that if our head is not in the game from from the first throw it's going to be an uphill battle, and I don't think we've overcome that yet. Hopefully, we can use round three to, to do that. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't write off my guys, but at the same time, I, I'm trying to keep a an objective uh, point of view for it too. So hopefully I don't get uh, crapped on from that in the group chat after this is released. But uh, for women's, uh, Sergio says, uh, Finesse, um, FTFB. What the, oh, that's not a team, Sergio. Uh, I should have. I should have read this before. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I'll, I'll. I'll just. I'm thinking finesse for sure. He's gonna take first, and then yeah. uh, invasion pop that, and then witness. I kind of. I'm kind of taking your side too. Yeah, it's hard. Like, see, my predictions too. Like, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to give the crazy predictions because I just. I think that the top teams are there for a reason. 
So I'm not going to give crazy predictions, even though, you know, if you were to go back to the East uh, pre-cap or whatever, I sit there, you know, I sit there and say certain teams are in. And, and of course, looking at it now, I had no idea or I, I did not think Clutch Mode was going to make it at all. And Clutch Mode snuck in on the fourth spot. They played very well. They deserved it, you know, yep. but I just didn't think that was going to happen. And, and more so, it, you know, I just I'm not going to sit there and do these crazy predictions that, you know, could happen but are not likely and that wasn't likely clutch mode was not likely to make it in but they you know they deserved it they proved everyone wrong and and bam they're in so yeah. but my predictions are a little boring you know <laughs> so sorry but that's just it i mean i love when when people say hey what are your predictions and we just get to see who's thinking what and i mean there's there's a there's a common usually like the common two or three teams are, are, are pretty much are what we would expect so yeah um we, we forgot to do co-ed though we got to do co-ed predictions i mean i haven't really covered co-ed and i'm sorry uh just no? because of time um but since you no. said the c word go ahead I'll, I'll allow it well i mean i i sit there and say fury is gonna take uh the series and it is a series now that's the cool thing is fury, that huh? nesting is a series so there is rings involved uh you know fury's been the most consistent team um but again especially how round two shook out anything is possible i mean obviously he we won the the round two so that definitely put us in and the problem was we faced rise in round one and we had a very you know six game uh heartbreaker loss to them and you know we would probably would have been even higher up um had we not lost them so he can definitely win this uh, series too but uh, I'll stick with my predictions. Fury's going to take one. I think Dope, especially with Mikey still, uh, Billy, I think they're going to uh, finish strong. They'll finish second. I think Rise, um, they've just proven again, time and again, that um, they just know how to win. They know how to play together. Um, so they're going to take third, and I think Heat will finish in fourth for Coed. But the the crazy thing about Coed, like, and I, and I mention it as well, is that um, the there's like seven teams and they're all, you know, seventeen. The top seven teams are literally five points apart. So, um, literally any and those those bottom three teams out of the top four currently are Shade, Echo, which didn't have Ketchum in round two, and then Rise, um, uh, which had Tim with a broken hand in round two. So, Echo can easily get in there. I probably should have Echo in there. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I didn't hear Echo. Yeah, Echo. I mean. They're just loaded. I just don't know what to expect, um, but you know, I don't know why we wouldn't expect them, uh, you know, to not be a top four team because they should be. So, gotcha. Well, I uh, took the liberty of reaching out to Tad DeLugo um, through Messenger, just on the off chance that I could get him before we start recording because I wanted to get his his opinion on on Crisis. And uh, I'm just going to read this verbatim. So, I apologize if I butcher it. Uh, for some reason, reading out loud is just not my thing. But uh, I just reached out to him and said, hey, uh, Tad, we're, you and I, are, you, you and me, Tyler, we're going to recap this episode. What should we expect this weekend? And he says, uh, <clears throat> quote, crisis is coming back full form, catch and returns, and I have everything in the world to prove. I didn't get my invite to the combine, even though I have made it to the finals every foam tournament I've played in and hadn't lost a single tournament all year till round two West as well. You're going to see flashy plays and absolute perfection. We will show you what the future looks like for dodgeball because crisis is the future, and I'm going to bring us there. 
Uh, Tad later also says, um, and quote again, I should also say that everyone is very upset at round two performance, and it's not how we ever want to go out again. We feel that we play terrible, and every single individual has something to show. So all other teams should look out for Ketchum, Payan, Brody, myself, Ryan, Maddox, Baxter, McGee. So, end quote. Um, now, Tad, I mean, he's he's a hilarious dude, so I, I, I'm thinking take some of this with, uh, with a grain of salt, but I'm also thinking this is a serious... Uh, well, he's confident. Yeah, he should be confident. He's, he should be, and he's got you know so he's got two of the you know top players in the entire country, and Justin Pine and Andrew Ketchum playing with him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Crisis should definitely be confident. Uh, I think he, you know, on my team it has a real good chance of, you know, uh, turning heads again. We've never faced Crisis, uh, you know, at full strength. So um, that's gonna be the battle. And we've never faced them in an elimination. So. We don't really know what's going to happen. We should have, we should have made it round one to face them in the finals, but we didn't. So, you know, we'll see. And then Rise, you know, Rise has just proven time and time again that they are the best team um, there is in dodgeball uh, because they haven't always had the most talent, but they've consistently been you one or two yeah, every single year. Even so, with and, broken and hands, and... It, and they proved it last year with winning the national championship. They proved it even in round two with making it to the semifinals with Tim having a broken right hand. Ridiculous. Crazy. So do not sleep on them. Rainbows uh, really turned around their season with round two, making it to the finals, losing in a heartbreaker against us in game seven with a line out. Um, Alan Thomas has been really great. Ricky Surratt, uh, I hope I said his last name right, put on a catching clinic against us in the finals. It was unbelievable. You know, they've got, and not only that, but, uh, shoot brandon brandon cook hopefully i'm like blanking on the name but yeah, brandon, brandon cook, cook the middle guy he uh <laughs> the double jointed <laughs> he, he actually tore guy. well double jointed but he tore he, he told me at round two that he like tore his labrum i think or not labrum um not tore uh but pulled his strain pulled uh, his hurt. lat strained his lat uh his right <laughs> throwing goes. lat which is his main you know he could throw left-handed but he predominantly throws right-handed and he's an unbelievable player, and they still did really well without him being a factor in the finals. So, Rainbows can win this too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really exciting. I love I love those four teams. They're they're the cream of the crop right now, and uh, they just it's really good dodgeball. So, any spectators or any teams that get eliminated, you should be watching these teams. You should be figuring out, okay, what are we what are they doing that we're not doing? Because, you know. Um, there's a reason why these four teams are the top four teams. They should finish in the top four, no question. So yeah, and why they continue to do so, time and yep. again, despite the uh, the challenges that they go through. Um, I'm just cracking up at Alan's mustache. <laughs> like, what the? Oh God, what is going on, Alan? That oh, is. Geez. I know. <laughs> how does how does Anna allow that? <laughs> like, what is that thing? <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Well. Uh, like I said, I, I want to keep this short. Um, I'm hoping that we'll have a lot to talk about in the in the recap. Um, it's it's so weird, man. Like I, I I could talk dodgeball for days. I can play dodgeball, but then when I come back, I'm like, what happened? Um, so I totally sympathize with everybody that tries to to recap with me on on trying to re- remember every minute detail. But uh, hopefully, this kind of prefaces a little bit. Hopefully, this offers a little bit of a change of tone and pace, and uh, gives people you know that much more to look forward to for round three and and into nationals. So. With that all being said, man, I, I appreciate your time. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me.
All right, so that was a relatively brief, hopefully quick uh, kind of preview of the uh, Elite Dodgeball West Round 3 tournament that's coming up this weekend. And might have been a little bit ambitious to to kick off a mini-sode with uh, something so so charged and talk-worthy. But uh, essentially, that's what I want to do. Just I want to be able to take an opportunity to uh, talk about some of the things that may not necessarily fit into a recap or an interview. And uh, to all those individuals that reach out to me to um, just give me more information about an event that happened, their team or themselves, I'm so appreciative of that. And I really just want to be able to, to figure out ways to get that out there. And I think this Minnesota is, is a great opportunity to do so. So if you if you have stuff that you wanted to uh, to address, uh, by all means, let me know. I'd be more than happy to air it and, and discuss it um, when relevant. Um, ultimately, I would like for these to be aired live and uh, streamed either on Facebook and YouTube so I can get maximum participation and just uh, just provide another outlet for people to, uh, to talk dodgeball. So with that all being said, if you are currently traveling to Vegas, uh, safe travels. If you're playing at Vegas, uh, please do not add to the injury list. Uh, it's getting pretty high. So please take care of yourself. Drink lots of water. Play smart. Um, and yeah, for everybody else, we'll see you. Uh, have a great, I should say, rather have a great rest of your week, great weekend, and we'll see you next time.